Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. I am one of your hosts, Laura Sturm. And I'm Josh Rohr. Welcome to episode 80. So before we get rolling, I got to give a big shout out uh, to my guy, Richard Seymour, uh, was just elected uh, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, this past, well, last week, I guess they made the announcement um, right after our previous episode came out. So uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Richard played his college football at Georgia, then he played for the New England Patriots. Uh, he was a rookie of the year they won their first Super Bowl. So he won the first three out of four years uh, that he was in the league. Um, and he was part of the uh, 2007 Patriots team that went undefeated until the Super Bowl. They lost in the Super Bowl. And then, uh, then he got traded to the Raiders. And um, while he was with the Raiders, he started uh, training with me in the offseason at Quest. Um, so we actually, uh, you know, trained for a couple of years in the off season. And I think, uh, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time, uh, who knows, maybe we'll have him on an episode one of these, one of these days, if, uh, if he'll do that. But, um, one thing that just always stood out to me was how hard the guy worked even late in his career. And I think that's kind of reflective of, uh, the type of person he is and ultimately why he's in the hall of fame. So. Well, technically, he's not in yet. He got elected in, but they don't—they don't actually get enshrined until the, till the the fall when the season starts. But right, and the ceremony, right? Yeah, ceremony. So ceremony. Well, so, that's uh, awesome, though. Wow, that's yeah, an accomplishment. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Ah, that's awesome, and it's you know basically because he worked with you. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, even even though he started working with me like after uh, he he won all the Super Bowls and everything, but yeah, I'll, I'll yeah whatever. It take credit for it right <laughs> nice well awesome yep um so i guess we wanted to talk a little bit about the club affiliation and have a little clarification around that yeah because i was i was saying last week that i want to actually put in a proposal because there's always been unclear i guess rules about competing for one team locally and one team nationally well it, it actually is in the rule book i went back and read it again there's a section on page two we were talking about the majority of this stuff on page three uh, but page two actually um, said actually says in the rule book that each lifter may represent one local or state team and one national championship team of his or her choice during the registration year. Um, so lifters may be members of both a national championship team and a local team at the same time. Um, still can't change affiliations mid mid year, but uh, that does basically allow for what we said we had already been doing is, you know, competing for one team at a local meet, another team at a national meet. It's funny that it's on different pages and that that's probably why I didn't find it when I looked for it uh, the yeah. last time. Yeah. Maybe it should be. It, it, well, it, it kind of, I think it kind of runs from page two to page three, but, but uh, most of what I was looking at was on page three. So I never even thought to go right. back to page two and start. Read the manual. Yeah. I know we were just, uh, weren't we just like making fun of that? Just, yeah, read, yeah. just read, <laughs> just read the instructions. Yeah. yeah. But because, you know, it's, it's hard to read. And if it bridges onto another page, yeah, that's what, that's the type of thing that can happen. Yeah. Right. Yep. For sure. 
Yep. So we had a little bit of meat recap stuff. Um, Xavier Richardson, he's one of our lifters up in South Carolina, did his first meet uh, on Saturday. Um, he went nine for nine, squatted uh, 341, benched 231, deadlifted 468 and totaled 1,042 in the 181 weight class. And basically his goal was just to go in and do a meet to qualify for military nationals coming up in uh, March in Atlanta. So uh, I would say he did that. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And first meet going nine for nine. That's the goal. Yep. So that's awesome. Yep. So he had a big day. Um, uh, so this is meet week for the Georgia state meet. Uh, it is here. So we are obviously excited. Uh, we are hoping to defend our trophy. Um, hopefully it will still be our trophy at, at the end of the weekend, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but I just figured we'd do a quick rundown of everybody. We got lifting um, and kind of the schedule. So Saturday morning session starts at 8 a.m., which means uh, weigh-ins start at 6 a.m., which is which is rough. Uh, but so Saturday morning session is all the women. We got Serena Thomas, Gretchen Patsios, Ashley Hanna, April Gadsby, Olivia Vallea, Jenna Weinstein, Amy Pancake, and Alicia Webb. Um, Saturday afternoon, we got Dimitri Lamp and Wesley Toller. Sunday a.m. We got Chris Whiteson, Nathan Booker, William Ruff, Matthew Martin, Ballard Childs, Rex Polly, Jensen Taylor. And then Sunday p.m. session, uh, the p.m. session start at 3 p.m. Uh, we got John Lampy and Cordell Estrada. So we got uh, 19 lifters on the roster and wow. it is going to be a fun, fun meet. It's kind of weird this year, though. Uh, not weird, I guess. Weird, weird. But because it's so big, it's in sessions. And one of the things that I always love about the state meet is like having everybody together. Um, you know, granted it's always two days, but it's usually one session for the most part. So like this year being two sessions, two platforms, two days, like our team is like coming in little Hmm. groups. So like we won't have the entire team ever together at one time. So uh, we're going to take group pictures after each session, and I'm going to do my best to uh, merge them into one real-looking photo. <laughs> right. With a dinosaur in the background. With the dinosaur and helicopters and people yes. shooting machine guns. <laughs> yes, because that was the best picture ever. And if you don't know what I mean, then, well, you should. And So, well, we'll tell the story. So, uh, it was regionals like 2017, 18, something like that. Mm. And kind of the same thing happened. We didn't have everybody in the picture. So uh, uh, Jordan Sandoval, which we all miss her, she moved out to California or moved back to California. But anyway, she was on the team and she's really good at Photoshop. So she just Photoshopped everybody into the picture that wasn't there, um, but then decided to keep going with it and Photoshopped like helicopters, like people bungee jumping, I don't know, all kinds of yeah. stuff. There's uh, a T-Rex. It, there was a little a, army, man. It, yeah. It was it, epic and it was really well done like obviously you could tell that wasn't real but it 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 just it was well done so there was a couple people that were photoshopped in and you couldn't tell that they were even photoshopped in like yeah yeah so we did we did have them pose like in the correct the correct place in the actual venue uh so that helped but yeah you couldn't tell they were not really in the picture so yeah but that's so yeah maybe we can um, enlist jordan for her photoshop expertise Yes. This is a throwback just to give us a dinosaur and some army men. Yeah. yeah that'd be awesome. Well, good luck to all the lifters. I'm sorry. I'm going to be missing it. Um, just 
Yeah. 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 Too far away. Too many viruses going on still. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, but is that the most people we've ever had on a team at the no, Georgia States? It is not. We've we've had larger teams in the past. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Seemed so like, like we have, we it is a lot, but we we have a couple people not lifting that you know a lot of times would be. Um, like Chris Elmore is not lifting because he's got mm. the Arnold two weeks later, and right. You know, a couple. Other also, people. does Amy Pancake? Well, Amy Pancake is lifting because unlike Chris Elmore, she cares about the team. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> no, nice. Chris. Yeah, Chris, we, we we talked about it. He he never. He never can just do a meet to do a meet. He gets like too amped up and that would zap him. Like, and, and, and we got it. We're going to try to do that with, with Amy pancake and like, keep her like very, mm, right. Very like, she's already, she's already asking like if she can go heavier than our, our plan train. Cause we're doing it as a training meet. Right. But, like literally it's in her workout program, like three sets of one up to this weight is her mm. workout. So, um, she's already asking if we can like go over that and I'm like, no, we're not. Like the Arnold's the one we're really focusing on for, for. So is this her last heavy day before the Arnold? Yeah. So the state meets. Like, it's cool. it, 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 it timed out perfectly. So like yeah. it's, it's two weeks prior to the meet. So um, it works out well for that. So is she so, going to be doing a three by one workup to a nine? She is. Ooh, that's I, the perfect timing. Yeah. Yep. Kind of jealous there. Yeah. So, yep. That'd be that's pretty awesome. good. And Chris Whiteson. How many state meets in a row is this now? Oh man. Um, so his first one was 2011. So this would actually, so even though this is 2022, I think this is actually the 10th one because I believe in 2016 or 2017, we went from doing the state meet in December to February. So technically we, we skipped a year, but we, mm. it was only like two months later or three months right. later. Um, so yeah, he's, if anybody doesn't know, uh, Chris Whiteson is the longest tenured Georgia state meet lifter, uh, in, in 10 consecutive meets. Nobody else has done that. Uh, not even the infamous Dale McLaren who missed one somewhere back in, uh, Dale would have had the record. Cause I think he did the, oh uh, yeah, Dale did, Dale did 2011 as well. I think that was his first state meet. Mm. He may have did the 2010 state meet. I think he did actually. So if he would have not missed one, Dale would have the title, but damn it, Dale. But he, at, he got lame and didn't do it. Yeah, he skipped one one year. So uh so Chris Whiteson is the reigning um nice the reigning what what do you call it? Consecutive most I don't know, whatever. Most consecutive meets, reigning most consecutive. I don't know. I had a title in meets. my head. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just not coming out that it's well. It's just not That's coming okay. out that well. We'll yeah. just move over. We'll move such, on. such is everything else on this thing. Yes. All right. So um do we have any questions from our listeners this week? Nope. Nobody had any questions. So both, wow. of, our, both, both of our listeners decided <laughs> send a question. Both of our listeners week. decided they know everything and they just moved on. Okay. All right. Um, so we do have uh, the top five movie soundtracks um, coming up really soon. And I, I realized yep. this morning, I'm like, Ooh, I got to s- submit my Google form. Yep. So by the time this comes out, the deadline will have already passed. <gasps> so, so this, this episode comes out on the 16th. And the 14th was the deadline to submit. So happy Valentine's day. Get your list in two days ago. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Nice. I don't know. Maybe we should extend it. Just saying. You want to, we can, we can do whatever we want. 
That's true. We, we can make all the rules. I think we should extend it so that people listening to this me- this episode can go, oh, crap, I need to do that. I might okay. be one of them. And then uh, so make the deadline like Friday. Friday. OK. Yeah. All right. Done. Executive decision. Boy, Laura, Laura has spoken. <laughs> I wish I had this much power with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I'm really excited for this movie soundtrack uh, list. So. You're going down, Joshua. All, all I care really is beating you. I, the rest of it doesn't matter. Or you, can't, Elmore. you can't beat me if I don't play. <laughs> nanny, nanny, boo, boo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still mad so, about uh, not beating Chris Elmore that time, but it's okay. Yeah. Clearly this is, this is like, we're, we're, we're beating a dead horse at this, t- at this point. Are um, we though? We are. Okay. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so one thing I was going to say about, the movie soundtracks has eluded me. So I don't know what I was going to say. So we'll move on. Wow. We're such great podcasters. All right. Powerlifting situation. Your PR squat is 195 kilos. The current state records, 200 kilos. Your PR bench is 127.5 kilos. Current state record is 132.5 kilos. Your PR deadlift is 240 kilos. Current state records, 250 kilos. So you're so close on so many state records. The current state record total is 575 kilos. The qualifying total for nationals is 570 kilos. So your goals and your priorities are first to qualify for nationals and second to break as many state records as possible. Training's been going well. You feel like you've added five-ish kilos to each of your lifts since last meet. You opened at 175, I'm sorry, 177 and a half kilos and just squatted 190 kilos for your second attempt. It moved well, but felt heavier than expected. What do you put on for your third attempt squat and why? Well, there's a lot of, um, I think we have to go back to our first priority. Our first goal is to qualify for nationals and looking at all of these numbers, we basically need a two and a half kilo PR on all three lifts to hit that 570 qualifying total. So the squat, if we were going to go for a state record squat, we would need to jump to 2025 because we tying the record doesn't break it. So we have to actually exceed 200. So that would be a, um, that would be a, let's see, what did we do on our second? I'm already losing my 197. Yeah. So we would need to jump 12 and a half kilos after it not feeling super great. Mm-hmm. And we anticipated that we were good for 200 based on our training, roughly five kilos. Um, so if it's me, I'm actually going to go 197.5, which is just under the state record. Um, it's a PR squat. Um, but the reason, the reason I would go with that is because then when bench rolls around, that gives you uh, the option to only to, to break, to hit a PR by two and a half kilos. And when deadlift rolls around, if you hit a PR by two and a half kilos, that's your qualifying total. So if you're feeling really good at, later on and bench is feeling better than you expected or deadlift feeling better than expected, then maybe you can, you know, go 132.5 on bench, which would tie the state record bench and go 245 on deadlift, which is under the, um, under the deadlift total or under the deadlift record. But that would tie you with the current state record total, which, again, doesn't get you the record. So that's how close you are. So you really have to gamble a little bit if you're trying to break the state record total. So blah, blah, blah. Long story short, 
my strategy is 190, 197.5 squat and two and a half kilo PR bench, two and a half kilo PR deadlift, hit the qualifying total, leave the day with zero state records, but making it to nationals and living to fight another day. Right. Well, I mean, you all have to go back to your first priority. Um, and if your first priority is to qualify for nationals, that's really what you need to chase. And the second priority is not a priority. You just, yeah. Right. It's, it's a misnomer to think you have more than one priority. Yeah. And, and F1 prime. Priority, right. Exactly. Period. And people get, gravy. yeah, pe- people, like, but in the heat of the battle though, like, well, there's, there's, there, there's six, it ends up being five goals. You know, there's four state records to go after and there's qualifying for nationals. So let me just get as many as I can or try as many as I can. Well, then that very first one, like you said, ends up not happening. Right. And probably a lot of these don't happen either. Um, so yeah. And, and again, that 197.5, that's what I put on. If I'm pretty confident it's going to happen, if I'm just not sure and the, the, you know, the 190 really didn't feel great, then I would actually even go 195. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah. 195 tie my PR and then try to, you know, try to make it up in the uh, squad or probably, or try to make it up in bench or probably more realistically deadlift at the end. Deadlift. Um, you know, but you know, I, I think, I, th- I think in squat, you have to take what you are pretty confident you're going to make. And I think 197.5 is, is the most I'd probably put on because if you miss, then you're basically out of, you're out of the qualifying. And now, now you're likely to swing for the fences and try to hit a state record on one of the individual lifts and knowing that you're not going to hit the total or the qualifying total. Mm. So that's what I would do. Take it or leave it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, We're going to go over a new lifter tip. Um, I really like this tip. Um, Attend early equipment check if offered. Not every meet offers this, but many meets will offer early equipment check the night before the meet. This gives you an opportunity to get your rack heights, check your body weight on the official meat scale, which is not actually weigh-in, and get all your equipment checked by the referees. And getting these things done ahead of time will save you time and stress the morning of the meet. Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I like it just because if it's offered, just one more thing you can get off your plate to less stress yourself that day. But I also like to go see the venue like before the actual day. So that kind of helps me kind of get my head in the game. Just be like, okay, this is, you know, just how things will look. And that's helpful. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You know, how things are going to look, where things are. So like when you're getting ready to warm up for squat the next day and you got to go to the bathroom, you know where you're running to instead of searching around frantically trying to find Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, I assume that I assume that happens to somebody sometimes. It's never happened to me. Um, It usually happens after putting on a tight squat suit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mastered that. Yep. But I just think, yeah, the less things on your plate on meat day, the better. And just checking those off. And, you know, not only that, while if enough people do that, that really speeds up like the whole weigh in process um, because everybody's ready to go. There's nobody getting sent to the end of the line for not being ready, um, which in turn speeds up the meat directors getting all the weigh-ins done, putting information in the computer, which in turn speeds up the the flights being posted, the final flights being posted. If anybody changed weight classes and moves up, uh, which in turn makes sure that the meat starts on time. Uh, just all these little things add up and make uh, make a much better experience for not only you as the lifter but everybody else as well. So, 
Right. Um, so do that's your a good part. point. That's a good point. I mean, it's actually helpful for the meat director to have more yeah. people wait in the night before because they're they're well not weigh in, but uh, they don't, I'm sorry, they don't not weigh in, but check in check. the night before. Yeah, yeah. Check. Um, it's the when when you're a meat director that day and the night before the meet is just like ah you know you're trying to set up you're trying to get everything right and everything's you know there's always things that are going wrong so if it's just one more thing that you can get done for the meat director it's yep. a nice thing to do too, yep. for them i agree sure yep well i hope everyone had a great valentine's day send us your questions to uh dms DM us. Is that a word? DM us at, or email us at plballadspodcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, whatever. Both whatever. of you, we'd like to hear from you. <laughs> All two of you. Hey, and don't forget, uh, you can thank Laura because if you're listening to this, you probably forgot to submit your list. And she's extended the deadline to Friday the 18th. So you're welcome. You, you, so when this comes out, you have two days to get your list in. So get it done. The links. In How do you the bio. do that again, Josh? The link is in the the bio of the PL Ballads podcast Instagram. It is now in there. Apparently, for <laughs> two weeks, I've been saying it's in the bio, and I never put it in. But and, now it's in, so. and no one DMs you to say, "Hey, <laughs> that's right." Wow. And no, nobody said it wasn't. So. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna have a lot of lists here. Hopefully. So get, get your list in, um, make sure you have justifications about your soundtracks and why you think they're the bestest ever. Um, and, and we do have and, a prize, uh, finally. Um, ooh. well, it, it, brace yourself for a letdown. It is $50 worth of team roar apparel only because I really didn't feel like putting time and energy into chasing down a sponsor for this one. So we're going to say that the winner of this one gets bragging rights and apparel. So okay. if, it, if the apparel is not motivating enough, we'll, hey, we'll, hi- we'll hype you up for the bragging rights a little bit. Do this for me. There's a shirt that Josh Roar really loves. Oh, God. And it says something about uh, 50 shades of roar. So if you win, get that shirt and wear it proudly. So Josh Roar can get blushed. You know, he gets all red in the face and he wants to flee the room. And it just makes it worthwhile for the rest of us. So, all right. I got to explain this because you, we're not ending on that note. So <laughs> here, so when we ran Raw Nationals in 2016, uh, we ordered a whole bunch of apparel. Well, my wife and apparently, I don't know if you were part of this. Apparently, Maybe. there was a, a group of people that decided to get these shirts made. It's, uh, you know, that was right when like Fifty Shades of Grey came out and things like that. So it's a great t-shirt that says 50 shades of, of roar. And then on the back, it has like some chains and like a power rack and stuff. And it says, uh, um, chains, cages, cha- yeah, yeah chains cha- and cages are nothing new to us. <laughs> yeah. It's just very, it makes me feel weird. Um, so I, I have a whole, I still have a bunch of them because I, I'm, I usually don't try to, I don't know what to do with them is, is the reality because I don't really want to sell them because then everybody's going to have them and probably wear them just cause they know it torments me, but I also don't, I don't want to throw them away. Cause those are like actually nice. They, they ordered them in like this tribeland type nice style. Shirt. So it's a nice shirt. So I'm wearing it to the next podcast. Great. Um, yeah. I think Jeremy Hartman needs one. Like, you know, cause he's like such a big guy. He needs 50 shades of roar across. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
Jeremy, if you're listening, you need this shirt. So at nationals, uh, there's a referee from Florida named Julian Alvang. Um, awesome guy. Uh, but he, he apparently bought one at one point and walked over to me wearing it and started acting all weird. He's like, you like how I look in this? <laughs> and I'm like, get the hell away from me, you weirdo. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So anyone who wears that shirt and just acts really weird for Josh, that just. Like, I'm all about Thank awkward you. moments and, and things like that. But man, like, I just feel, I don't know how I feel. I feel like, yeah, it, like it's like embarrassed, but like awkward, but like are people thinking I'm like into things I'm not into? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what's going through people's uh, mind. It's amazing. Um, but anyway, Darn. yeah, that was, uh, that was the, the handiwork of my wife and, and teammates. Um, and the, the, you know, the, the extra kick in the pants is, is I paid for them all because I was the, like, it was obviously my order, but anyway, all right, that's enough of that. Thanks for getting me all <laughs> riled up on that one. Mustard. You're welcome. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All that's right. Enough. Put in your list, email us, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Later. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.